This is the Clinician to Clinician podcast. I'm your host, Lara Eflund, licensed independent clinical social worker with over 15 years of experience in the mental health field. Clinician to Clinician is a place where mental health clinicians, therapists, or counselors share their professional stories, successes, challenges, and insights. As clinicians, our professional work is rarely public. We want to change that and build a more transparent, supportive, and honest community. Happy graduation, new graduates, everybody who is out there and getting ready to walk across the stage and accept your certification, your diploma, your master's degree. I just want to say congratulations. This is a huge, huge deal. So if you are out there getting ready to celebrate someone, getting ready to celebrate yourself, I just want to say this is such a momentous occasion and you deserve all the accolades, all the kitty cocktails, whatever it is that you you do to get out there and celebrate yourself. I am just so proud of you. This is a big deal. I remember 2008, I graduated Loyola University social work program, fantastic program, very clinically focused. And It was an opportunity for my family to come and celebrate. And I was older than the rest of the people there because it was a lot of the undergraduates who were graduating and I was getting my master's. But it was wonderful to get to walk across the stage. And my late grandmother was there, um, my parents and you know, really, it just was such a lovely, lovely time. So I know what it's like. And, um, you know, maybe if you're not even, maybe you're not going to walk across, which is not always um, doable for everybody. So if you're not going to walk across, find a way to celebrate in another, in another momentous occasion. So whether that's, you know, giving yourself a time to reflect on everything that you have done or so forth, but Welcome. And for those that are new behavioral or mental health clinicians and therapists and counselors out there, this is such an incredible time to enter the field. There is so much happening, both in brick and mortar, which we call the, you know, the actual location centers. Also, virtual space is growing exponentially. And so here is Clinician Development Collective. We are a virtual, completely remote um, clinical development training and consultation and support. Uh, This is all that we do. This is our gift um, back to the community, the mental health field. Also, those that are a part of this, this organization have been in the mental health field for five plus years. And we are just dedicated to giving and developing clinicians with lots of love, also lots of really good advice. And we hope um, that you find us or encourage others to come and listen to us or get to know us. And we will be happy to hear the things that you're looking for in your clinical supervision, consultation, or training. So today's episode is all about the mental health journey towards your professional development. And today we're going to talk a little bit about 
how do I know that I am getting a quality supervisor or a quality um, consultant out there? What is quality? So we say high quality. Well, what do we mean? Are we just like saying it for the sake of saying it? Cause it sounds good as a marketing feature, or do we really show up and in ways that we show up? So I wanted to talk a little bit about what quality means, what high quality means, because you'll see some individuals or some supervisors or organizations that offer supervision and training say it's quality. Um, And there's lots out there that actually are. And then there's others that, you know, will just kind of talk about their want to to give and their want to, to be supportive and so forth. And that's all lovely. And you know, the supervision field and the consultation field does need more focus, more oversight, more regulation. And when we kind of look at that and when we start to ask those really important questions of, you know, well, what are the key ingredients? What are the key aspects or characteristics of good supervision and consultation? I wanted to take a few of those concepts, a few of those really important principles and start to discuss them today. So the first thing that I want you to look for when you're starting to interview, well, first, I just highly recommend that you interview. Interviewing your supervisor or consultant is not rude. It's not impolite. It's actually a great way to identify and to really research your investment. This is an investment that you're making in yourself, your time, your development, And so what is it that you're looking for and how do you know that it's going to be a good fit for you? I mean, the first thing that I always um, kind of look at are the years that the person has been in the field and have they held positions that have given them opportunity to grow as a leader? Have they held positions in the field in which they have a wide variety or diversity or um, myriad of experiences that have really caused them to have a rich background, to be able to identify difficulties, nuances, work with a wider variety of supervisees or consultees. And that I think is really critical. Also in those years that they have been practicing or in the years that they have been a leader or so forth, what are the areas in which they specialized in? I wouldn't just say just focus on the things that you currently are interested in. And the reason being is because, especially if you're just getting started and you're in the first few years of your clinical career, even when you've gotten licensed after two years post-graduation, two to three years, depending on what your, your licensure requirements are, you really are still learning. You're still growing your rhetoric and your toolbox as to what do I want to specialize in and where do I want to go? So I actually wouldn't just corner yourself into or niche yourself into a particular specialty quite yet. So instead, you can look for individuals that have similar interests of yours, whether that be adolescents, working with um, community mental health, wanting to work in a particular field like substance use or so forth. That's great. And what other things can they teach you that you may not know about? Um, There are so many things to learn and that you'll, you'll be surprised um, that these things are of interest to you or that you may want to have a subspecialty in. you may have your primary specialty, but there are other things that you might take along the way. So I highly recommend that when you go to look for a supervisor or consultant It's not just on one particular topic, but that 
there's focus to your consultation and supervision and that you also are seeing other possibilities, other experiences or specialties that they could bring to the table. The other thing that I really recommend looking for your supervision is also not to specialize in a particular domain of clinical care. So for instance, just in trauma or just in women's issues. And instead to actually look for a really well-rounded experience. How do I treat a wide variety of clients? How do I work through operational systems? How do I work through and understand evidence-based treatments? What is it? How do I build a treatment plan? All of these things are really critical to your development as a clinician. These are the basics. The basics are the most important thing. I always refer back to this wonderful quote from, you know, Picasso, who is an incredible artist. However, he always said, it's critical to know the basics, the foundation of your skill set before you start to make expressionism, before you go beyond the lines and start to build something, you know, outside of that. So get a really deep foundation in your basics and your skills of clinical care to then really launch and grow exponentially once you start to really experiment and get creative in other ways that you want to serve your clients. The next thing that I want you to kind of look for in your supervisor or consultant would be, are they approachable? Are they supportive? Are they honest? So what does this all mean? Meaning, you know, A, one, that you can access them. And two, that you already have an opportunity to meet with them and talk through some of their their background, their focus points, also the way that they conduct their supervision or consultation. What can you expect? So if you're going to be with them for the next two years, that's really important. Also, um, are they going to be flexible with you or your schedule or do they need flexibility as well? And that's fine. You know, there's a lot of supervisors out there who are juggling many different professions or family and so forth. So flexibility may be a big indicator and they may be really happy to be flexible for you as well. Supportive is really how are they working on feedback? guidelines throughout your supervision and consultation, the timeline in which you'll be working, ways in which you'll be getting feedback or reviews or opportunities to learn from more, you know, deeper understanding of the ways that you're growing, but then also the the areas that they want you to be working on. And do they have any sort of standards of operation? So, or standards of measurement. So, what are they using to also dictate your supervision? So for instance, there are many books on supervision. There are many key guidelines around what makes quality supervision. We want to be experimenting in some regard with the individual that we're working with, but we also want to be going back to what are the principles of solid foundational supervision. And that is where we're going to kind of go deeper into the ways in which we want to be working with different clients, also looking at cultural needs and cultural humility or education around different cultural backgrounds, also looking at ethics and your particular area of expertise and ways in which you're going to be able to support the client that you are treating. 
having a wider understanding of different diagnoses and how to use the DSM, also how to then code or create a a really solid progress note so that you're also tracking and managing your risk as a professional and a licensed clinician. So how are they supporting you through all of these logistics? There's a laundry list of things that you really do need to know. And so we want to make sure that you have access to this. So then you can be as successful as possible when moving forward in your clinical work and honest. So that honest feedback, it is hard. Absolutely. I am right there with you to get critical feedback. Critical feedback is, it's a gift. Honestly, it's hard as heck to hear, especially in moments when you're already feeling vulnerable or you're already feeling, you know, questionable as to whether or not you're doing a good job. And so we want to say it in a way that it can be heard. So, you know, there absolutely can be situations in which, you know what, we really have to focus on this particular area of improvement before we move on to others, because it's that critical. So that would be a really important feedback moment. The other part of it would be, that sounds like a really great idea. Have you reflected on the timing of using that intervention? That's another way of offering critical feedback ways in which they are going to be guiding you along the way so that you're really thinking critically about the interventions that you're using, the way that you're approaching the case. Have you really taken a step back or even your own emotional responses or reactions to situations that will really make it hard to see clearly what's going on clinically. And so we do a lot of reflection on clinical information, do a lot of reflection on trying to understand what is happening in the room, but then also what's happening in the clinician and trying to see, okay, which parts do we attend to and which parts do we care for? Um, We also don't want to forget that the clinician is needing just as much care and attention as the client, if not sometimes more. So then the clinician can even be more productive and effective for their clients. And the final one that I want to talk about is offering trainings, research, and new ideas. So in clinical supervision and consultation, this is such a wonderful opportunity to build a really solid relationship with someone. And you're going to have lots of personal conversations and you're going to have lots of moments of laughing and and having fun, we hope, and that you're also really going to learn a lot and gain a lot over the time that you're with your supervisor or consultant. And so Things that we want and really encourage supervisors or consultants to think about, and that we also encourage you as supervisees and consultees to be looking for, is what trainings or research or resources is my supervisor or consultant offering me? That it's not just opinion or bias or personal story, but instead it's coming from a place of evidence or data-driven interventions. Um, or coming back to, you know, supervision literature or ways in which this is actually how NASW can, you know, recommends that you move forward on this. This is APA guidelines. This is our ethical code, um, things like that. So ways in which we, you know, your supervisor or consultant are incorporating really critical pieces of why we choose to do what we do as clinicians what evidence we're using in order to support that intervention or the recommendation or the whole treatment plan that we have created for our client. 
And then that they're also challenging you to kind of think through maybe some of the interventions that you want to do and so forth. You know, that's just only opportunity to grow. In conclusion, I just want to say again, congratulations to all the graduates out there. Also all the professionals who are still working towards licensure or who have just gotten licensed. Congrats. We're so excited for you. And we want to be here for you along the way. And so we hope that today's focus on what is quality supervision, what is a quality consultant, and what do I look for in that particular area? And so we hope that you've gained some more knowledge, some more nuggets on ways that you can actually take this and apply it into your next, whether that's your interview or meeting or your next supervision. You can even mention these things to your super, your current supervisor. Hey, I just listened to this podcast. It was actually some really great tidbits. And here's what I would love to add to our supervision or consultation. What are your thoughts about that? So thank you all so much for joining us. And please know that your supervision, your consultation is critical to your development and your advancement in your career and also your clinical work um, and feeling really overall very connected and engaged and inspired. So we hope that we continue here at the Clinician Development Collective to offer you high quality clinical supervision, consultation, and training. And please continue to come back to the podcast for free support, advice, and information to inspire you to be great. All right. Take care, brilliant clinicians, and see you all next time. Clinicians learning from one another are unshakable and unstoppable. Build confidence, competence, and compassion through storytelling and hearing from other clinicians' personal experience and professional journey to becoming where they are today. This podcast is sponsored by the Clinician Development Collective, a place where clinicians can receive clinical supervision, consultation, training, and support. Come check us out at www.cliniciandevelopmentcollective.com.